Hey, how's it going out there, everybody? James here for James Loves Games, and welcome to today's Chaos Meta Chat. So again, I am by myself. Um, I actually had a big plan set up due to the big fact, well, sadly, all of that kind of fell apart. And so, uh, yeah, I'll have to do my big plan later. Uh, basically, I was trying to get a bunch of guests on, <laughs> and it kind of fell apart, but is what it is, right? So, um, but before I get into this episode, let me go ahead and give a shout out to my sponsors. So, shout out to Miniature Scenery, miniaturescenery.com. Uh, go check out a scenery, it's pretty awesome. And shout out to Wizards IC here locally uh, in Wichita, Kansas. So um, Brian and the, the crew out there, really good folks, and uh, ask about their discount. So um, and let them know that I sent you. But that being said, so today's Chaos Meta Chat, um, you know, last week uh, I think was a little... I guess preemptive. It was something that I wanted to do for a little while. Um, you know, I, I had initially when I did Chaos Meta Chat, um, it was basically to say um, that the meta was busted and hey, here's some ways that you can deal with it. And then uh, that evolved into talking about lists. And now it's kind of evolved into, well, um, some weeks we'll do lists, some weeks we'll do other stuff. Now, um, I know some people might not like that uh, because it will be kind of inconsistent. But at the same point, um, you know, some weeks aren't, aren't really meritous. So as an example, Right, we just got the giant fact this week, and so talking about the meta today isn't necessarily beneficial, <laughs> because a lot of events and GTs and stuff wouldn't have been using the new fact, you know, um, and, you know, even RTTs, uh, I need to actually talk to the guy I'm running RCT next week, but I don't even know if we're using it because usually the, the cutoff is two weeks prior to an event, you know, uh, uh, holding or using facts and erratas and stuff like that. So um, that being said, uh, talking about the meta right now, because it, it's pretty much going to be the same way that we've been talking about with uh, some minor exceptions, um, isn't really beneficial, you know. Now, I would say next week we would talk about the meta, but uh, I'm actually taking a break next week um, because I'm running another RCT and some other stuff. And then uh, the following week is, you know, Thanksgiving here in the United States. Um, so I'll be back in the beginning of December for more Chaos Meta Chats. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get some more people on and uh, we'll, we'll make it huge, big, you know, talk about the things going into the holidays. Um, and I guess maybe even do an episode where uh, I bring somebody on and we talk about what we hope to see if we haven't seen chapter approved yet or maybe things that we've heard of, you know, um, because I'm not a playtester or any, anything, you know, um, but same thing. Being being anybody who whose uh, personality online, uh, you make friends, <laughs> and uh, and and friends tell other friends, and you know I hear things. So um, you know if we don't hear about chapter approved, well I've got some things I've heard that are might be coming down the pipeline that I think are pretty cool and um, will definitely change things up uh, for the better. You know so. Um, but that being said. Today's episode, I want to focus on the impact of the fact for Chaos players. Now, um, you know, as far as Chaos rules themselves, there was only a couple minor tweaks, which I'll talk about. But um, I think it's already been talked to death as far as the impact of Orcs, Drukhari, and Admech. So, as an example, orcs, orcs, I don't foresee changing too much. As a matter of fact, uh, shout out to the Flying Monkeys crew, um, Jacob and Charles, uh, our two orc, resident orc players. They're talking about lists, like, you can literally still run a buggies list, you just can't run all the same buggies, right? So, um, 
So will that change too much? Not really. Uh, the free Buddha's buggies list is just going to take a different form. Um, it's it's almost like uh, Frieza. This is not my final form, and then they just change it up, you know. Um, so that's still around. And then now we have the new Octarius stuff, which means they can have Obsec bikers. They do all these other janky things that they can do. They can get five up invulnerables for advancing. So. Um, that being said, I don't think buggies are going anywhere, but I think that a traditional orc list will change slightly. Now, um, as far as planes go, you know, generally we were only seeing like a couple DACA jets, maybe a little bit, a couple more, but doesn't mean that people can't take two WAS bombs, which to me are way better than those DACA jets. And the fact that I'm not seeing a lot of them in my meta, um, yeah, I'm thankful, but at the same time, they are really, really good. They they basically hit 2d6 um, Cognus Elias cannon shots on a Ballistic Skill 4 if you've not faced them. And uh, that's that's pretty brutal. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That is that is pretty damn brutal. So, um, you know... Orcs, I don't think I don't think this impacted them nearly as much as people think that it's going to do. If anything, it's just going to mean that we're not going to get the MSU buggies that we were starting to see, where it was like one Snaz wagon, one Snaz wagon, two rug, like whatever. Um, so the MSU style is going to kind of go away, and you're going to start seeing these bigger, blobbier uh, uh, buggy squads. But they are still, in my opinion, still undercosted for what they do. But um, so that being said, uh, the orc impacts. Um, you're still going to see them, you know. If you if your buddies out there were spamming snaz wagons and squig buggies, then yeah, you're going to get a reprieve because now they've got to adjust, trade off their extra ones, and pick up some, you know, um, um, boom, dakas, whatever. They have crazy, crazy names. Um, so they're going to have to pick up all those in order to skew into the new type buggy list. But we're going to start seeing the Octaria stuff come out, um, which is going to make buggies even better. Um so, oddly enough, um, you know. Now, on to, uh, to Admech. Um, Admech, the flyer, the flyer nerf was definitely great, uh, for them. You know, we were seeing a lot of four to six plane, um, Admech lists, which were hyper-oppressive. Um, not that Admech wasn't oppressive in the first place. Uh, they are, <laughs> quote-unquote. But, um, you know, um... All we're going to see, though, is now the bombers are going to the bombers are going to probably end up being the uh, the cream of the crop. Um, you're going to probably see two of those in every single list. Um, I don't really foresee people keeping the last cannon ones when the 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 bomber planes just do so much more damage. Now they did see a points increase, twenty points a piece, um, which is good. You know, two hundred points it feels a little better. Um, to me, chaff launchers just shouldn't exist on those things. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, being an aircraft mechanic for uh, 15 years now, that's not how chaff works. You don't you don't just flat up like <laughs> you launch chaff and you hope that the missile misses you now. So uh, I kind of wish that, that would be interpreted on the table. But anyways, um, you know. So uh, that being said, so yeah, it's good. We're going to see a lot less planes. Um, it's good that we saw a a slight tweak and bump in you know, like rust stalkers. Um, you know the cognit the last cannon chickens went up another ten points. Um, we saw the the major HQs take quite a substantial jump. So I think on average they said a normal a normal uh, admec list went up about one hundred and sixty points. Now the the um, the Sicaria the the Raiders or whatever um, those going up four points I feel like now you're probably never you're rarely going to see Raiders and if you do they're going to be like a five man unit so that is that in itself is probably pretty good um, 
it was hyper annoying dealing with like two 10 man units of those things for how cheap they were. Um, especially because they could run away from you and then they could pre-deploy and then pre-move and then they do all this stuff. So it was really, really, really annoying. Um, so them going up points, uh, you're still going to see them. Like, they're not going to disappear, but you're not going to see them spam nearly as much. As far as a normal admec list, they're still admec. You know, they didn't get any rules adjustments. Uh, so that being said, all you're going to see is just a little less stuff on the table. And um, the lists themselves are functionally the same. So... Is that enough to balance them? Probably not. Um, a lot of people are saying like now they're upper A tier. I, I still feel like they're still S tier. They still have the the overlapping buffs. You know, they could still buff, 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 buff one unit and make it stupid. Um, they still have army-wide like two-up saves and all this other jank that they can do, you know. Um, so they they still are admic, you know. Um yeah, so I'll have to get a few games in against them. Um, sorry, I'm just sitting here thinking. Uh, but 160 points, is that enough to bring them in line? Um, don't know. Don't know. Um, and I, and again, I think that, uh, you know, when I come back uh, early December, I can probably make a better judgment call at that point because I can start seeing the lists and how they're adapting. You know, um, the veteran cohort still exists. And, um, you know, Richard Siegler, even though he did go into the planes, well, all that does is open up more points that he can spend on other stuff. So we're going to still see veteran cohort lists. Um, there's still Ryza lists out there that are kind of bouncing around that are really good. Um, so yeah, Admech, I, I don't know if that was enough to bring him in line. Now, Drukari, Drukari did get kind of soft-touched. Now, Witches got hammered pretty hard. Um, and then the Succubus went up substantially, which is good because she needed to. She was stupid. Um, she still is stupid, but at least she's stupid on a points level that's not as ridiculous like 65 points like she was before but um you know i think it was uh uh they went up about the same on a traditional list scale because i think like warriors went up one point and then like blood brides are now like 15 points a model which um 50 points a model i still feel like they're pretty good you know it's 150 points for 10 of them um a lot of people are saying like they're dead in the water now i i still think that they're really good because of how many attacks they get at weapon skill two and all this other stuff they can do uh advancing and charging and yada 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 um raiders going up 10 points a piece was was big i think it was 10 points a piece uh the dark lances themselves actually cost something so um that was huge uh that means that um you know they're slowly chunking into the main bulk of of the list that being said venoms didn't get touched so are we going to see, like, a big skew back into Venoms? You know, we already kind of saw that with Sean Naden running around. So, um, as a Demons player, I want to see less Venoms and more more uh, Dark Raiders. Because I'm fine with Dark Lances because it's one shot that I can at least get my end bone. But uh, Venoms are very painful <laughs> into greater Demons and stuff like that. So, um, so that being said, uh, I, I don't know if that... A lot of people are saying now Drukari is going to jump Admech and be the top, and then Admech just kind of took a step down, and then Grey Knights kind of fills that void. Grey Knights themselves are still incredibly good. Um, I've made the point multiple times that I play some of the best Grey Knight players in the U.S. Uh, locally. Um, Mark is fantastic, and like probably the nicest Warhammer guy that will beat your ass, and then like you're like, wow, I don't feel too bad about it. Um, Love Mark. And then uh, Bam, obviously. Uh, Bam is super good. Anybody who's ever played him, Brian Hunter. 
uh, really, really good at the game, you know. And then we have some other guys, Mike and, and uh, you know, a few other people who are hopping on the, the Great Knights, you know. Um, and for Great Knights, I, I don't know. Um, I feel kind of bad because I feel like uh, uh, Dread Knights are over uh, undercosted, you know, 180 points for what they do. And a lot of people argue like 200 points for a Grandmaster is still not bad. It's like, no, that's, that's still really damn cheap, because I always compare it to, like, a Plague Burst Crawler. Like, yeah, I'm Toughness 8, but I get, like, two Cognus last cannon shots and a Mortar on a Toughness 8 12 wound body with negative 1 damage. Sounds great, right? But then you compare it to a Dread Knight, and you're like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what this is 180 points over here, or Kill Rig, as an example, you know, uh, because they just do so much more than just kind of sit there and shoot some okay firepower. Because I can't tell you the number of times both uh, entropy cannons just miss their target happens like all the time. So, um, so that said, uh, you know maybe Grey Knights do fill the void. Um, you know anybody who's played four to five Grand uh, Dread Knights, um, a lot of people out there are like, oh, Grey Knights aren't that bad. But then you ask how many Dread Knights a person brought, it was like, oh, one or two, and it's like that's why. Like one or two isn't isn't terribly bad. It's when you have four or five. I haven't seen six yet, but um, four or five that it gets kind of really irritating. You know what I mean? Other than that, the Codex isn't bad. You know, the Codex is actually pretty well balanced, other than Crow being 90 points. But um, I feel like he he needs to go to, like, 110, and he'll be all right. So, um, so what does that mean for Chaos players? Now, as far as the fact goes, so Chaos Space Marines got basically exploding sixes to hit. Um Instead of just exploding sixes, sorry, exploding sixes generate uh, an additional hit. Now it's not an additional attack like it was for Death of the False Emperor. So basically, our Death of the False Emperor now applies to everybody, and it just generates one additional hit. Now I've I've heard a lot of talk about oh well now we can do flawless hosts now we can do these things and and blah 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 you know berserkers yada 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 yes all these things are great guys 100 percent I I will not I will not argue that it was not a buff. My argument has been that what does Chaos Space Marines not lack for? That is killing power, right? Berserkers are great at killing things. Uh, Chaos Terminators with Lightning Claws, great at killing things, right? Um, you know, uh, uh, all the things. Like, we're really, really, really good at killing things. But what do we lack for? We lack for the ability to stay on the table, right? Thousand Suns make up for that with invulnerable saves and um, having all their psychic shenanigans and stuff so they can kind of like move around the table a little better. Uh, Death Guard makes up for that just by having innate negative one damage on like everything and four up invulnerable saves on the Terminators. What does Chaos Space Marines have? Literally nothing. Um, you have one unit can get a five up feel no pain, and that's it. Um, now, Emperor's Children, I think, uh, you know, they weren't bad. Um, they were actually pretty good, uh, uh, that being said. Um, and maybe the, the tweaks and stuff allows Emperor's Children to kind of jump up a peg. Um, especially because now we're not going to have the MSU buggies, so they can't kind of screen you out nearly as well with the Emperor's Children, uh, big blocks, the Terminators coming in and charging in and, like, wiping out stuff, right? Um, and, you know, you could do a bunch of Meltas on, on those guys, and then you're functionally immune to damage while you're in Deep Strike, which is good. Um, 
But it doesn't play well into Great Knights, because Great Knights, especially with Inceptors, being able to move 24 inches across the table, they can super screen you out very, very easily. Um, and the Inceptors also can get into those weird nooks and crannies where they wipe out like your little you know, cultist squads or whatever, um, and then bounce away 12 inches <laughs> to grab an objective, you know. So, um, so that being said, it didn't make up for our fragility as Chaos Space Marine players, you know. Um, obviously, Russell... Russell, shout out to Russell. He's out there still uh, repping all the Dreadnoughts and the, the Lord of Skulls and doing really, really well uh, down there in Texas. Um, you know, and I know uh, Mike up in uh, the great white North Alaska, uh, Pestilence, is up there, you know, repping Emperor's Children, um, playing basically the Terminator spam list. Um, you know, even Mark Perry's kind of hopped off the bandwagon, you know, and he's arguably i would say he's probably one of the best chaos space marine players in the country um you know because he does play so much and he's part of the art of war team you know but that being said i don't know chaos space marines to me are in a weird spot i love berserkers like berserkers are my jam you know hey karn um i love absolutely love world eaters um and having exploding sixes on world eaters is is a dream right uh, uh being able to generate all these attacks but the problem is now we're functionally playing like Gene Steeler Cult or Drukari, but Drukari makes up for that with the number of bodies, right? You know that they're fragile, but they get universal advancing charges, they get a shitload of attacks, they get all these things, right? Uh, you know, Incubi, they, they just do so much damage. Us for Chaos Space Marines, unless you're playing Slanesh, I have no way to get an advance in charge on, or I guess you could do Red Cursors. Ooh, Red Corsairs might be neat with some Berserkers. Oh, anyways, <laughs> my brain's not going with Red Corsair Berserkers. Um, but uh, anyways, so it's really, really, really difficult and really hard to, like, justify it. Now, again, I just kind of thought of that, and now I'm, I'm going to actually have to hop on and make a list with that. But, um, you know, we just lack for either, either mobility or, or fragility, you know. That's where Emperor's Children kind of makes up for that. Um, they get... They, they get around the fragility problem by being off the table, and then they make up for the mobility problem by being able to basically guarantee a charge out of Deep Strike, right? So um, where they just kind of fall flat is that they're if you can zone them out, if you can zone out the Emperor's Children, they don't get a vector to hit something, and then we still have two Moon Terminators, which are not hard to kill. <laughs> like, at all. You know, that 80-point that Succubus can pretty much pick up almost the whole Probably the whole unit of Terminators by herself, you know. Um, so it's it's stuff like that that just makes it really hard to justify, if that makes sense. Now, um, so is it a buff? Yes. Is it enough of a buff? I don't know. Um, again, we'll have to kind of see. This is my opinion. Um, you know, I, I, I do hope that I'm wrong. I hope that somebody out there clever enough to... Uh, uh, cobble together a Chaos Space Marines list um, to really take advantage of this, because um, the way that I liken it to is that Marines already get this with, uh, what is it, Whirlwind of Rage. Um, they get Whirlwind of Rage, but then they still have two wound Space Marines on top of having all these other things of four invulnerable saves and all these stratagems and their different chapter tactics and blah, 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 blah. And that's, that's where it's like a hard sell. You know, uh, a Corn Berserker versus a Vanguard Vet, yeah, it's like five points difference or something like that but you know what they get a lightning claw and a storm shield and two wounds and a jump pack and i have a bunch of attacks um so yeah it, that's that's where it's like the difference you know what i mean so um so chaos space marines okay um 
Did it change much? Nah. Um, now, Knights, Knights, on the other hand, I think Knights now have a tremendous amount of play. Um, all of your Knights counting as five bodies is huge, right? That That is massive. Um, because, especially because a lot of people like Skewless, like, you know, Don Hoosen out there, uh, shout out to Don, he loves Skewless. And the biggest problem with Skewless is that, um, if you don't kill all the things, especially the OPSEC, then it's really hard to start scoring points until you get rid of the OPSEC. Well, Knights now functionally plays like a Skewless, but without that negative, right? So even if you soup in Knights... You still have these non-opsec bodies counting as five dudes. So, as a as an obvious example, if I put my armiger on a middle objective, um, and a raider goes to swoop in and try to take me off, um, or like five incubi come in and fail to kill me, well, that armiger still is at least contesting that objective. Maybe kicks one incubi over, and now you control the objective. Right? That's actually quite a big deal. On top of the fact that if you play mono knights now, all of your armigers have Obsec, that is just woo. Now, again, I still, in my heart of hearts, believe that Imperial Knights have a lot more play than Chaos Knights for a lot of reasons. The major reason being that they have a stratagem where they can operate at full <laughs> for one CP, um, which I desperately wish we had for Chaos Knights. I, I think that that stratagem is just ridiculously good. Um, on top of, you know, they have the free blade Lance stuff, uh, the new House Raven stuff, you know. So they have a lot of new tools to mess with. Us Chaos Knights, all we really have is uh, the fact that we can do a tremendous amount of damage. Um, but I, I still feel like there is going to be some good Knights lists out there. And the cool thing is that Knights are a natural counter to, to Orc Buggies. They just completely steamroll Orc Buggies if the Buggies just have a bad turn. Um they're really, really good into Admech outside of the, uh, uh, you know, the bombers might pick up one, and then uh, your last cannons might pick up maybe one or two more, um, but then you still have a bunch more armigers or maybe some big knights, you know. Um, it's a really swinging match because it, it comes down to saves. Um, but, you know, we're seeing, like, Tim Royers roll around with Admech with a single Castellan. Well, Castellan's just stock just went through the roof, you know what I mean? Um, you can make him give him Obsec, count as 10 bodies, uh, give him a 4 invulnerable save with the Ion Shield, you know. There's a lot of things that Knights can do, and then they just do a tremendous amount of damage, and now they don't have that innate uh, counterplay where they don't have... A ability to hold objectives now their whole army can basically hold objectives now i've heard people talking about oh i'm just going to skew hard into like 13 armigers or whatever you could do that um I, I still feel like you would get added value of doing maybe a couple big knights maybe one or two um and then the rest of armigers you know obviously moiraxes are still tremendously good i'm sad that i sold mine to john Take care of them, John. Um, like, now I actually want to play Knights after seeing this because I'm like, well, I could play a skew list that is actually not too bad. But um, sadly, I don't have Chaos Knights anymore. But uh, anyways, um, so I feel like Knights are, are really, really good. Um, I feel like Knights are, are, are tremendous. Um, are they, like, S tier? No. But I, I personally feel like they're, like, bottom A tier now, you know? Um and I feel like now splashing in those knights is not a bad idea, you know. Um, doing a detachment of some armigers just to, like, be the middle uh, objective, you know, bullies or whatever might not be a bad idea, you know. So um, so beyond that, beyond uh, knights, I, I 
feel in my heart of hearts the nights are going to be just just great uh and i'm really excited to kind of see i know jake out there um loves his nights his chaos nights he's taking them out i think last weekend or this weekend for an rtt so uh look forward to hearing how you do jake but um you know beyond that beyond that for for chaos base marines how's the the field looking so um for thousand suns still not good um you know me, I've had a lot of games into Grey Knights, and I feel like Grey Knights are, like, literally the counter to Thousand Suns. Um, they do everything that Thousand Suns does, but are much more defensive in the way that they do it, you know? Um, it's not the plus one deny. Like, that is what it is. It's the five up against uh, Mortal Wounds that really skews that match. Because um, Thousand Suns just do, like, little nickel and dime shots. Um, they don't do massive amounts of damage to, like, one thing. So they really struggle to put down those those Dread Knights. Um, because those Mortal Wounds just are not reliable into those Dread Knights, you know? It just takes the Dread Knight spiking his Feel No Pains against your Mortal Wounds. And then he gets a four up against every, all your Bolter shots. And, um, yeah. It's I, I've literally had games where I've bounced off one Dread Knight and just almost got tabled because of it. Um, and, and they can just shove those Dread Knights down your throat and, and you can't really do anything to like you can ignore them for a turn. And then after that, you have to get rid of them, you know. So, Thousand Suns, though, I think that they play really well into the rest of the field. So, it really depends on how many Grey Knight players are rolling around in your meta. Um, because the, the amount of World of Wounds they can throw out is really good. Um, they still struggle a bit into Admech, you know, even with the points adjustments. Uh, having the, the Mars... You know, you can give your army five up against mortal wounds and a two up save and all this other crap. So um, they can circumvent some of the things that that uh, Thousand Suns do really well. Um, but the cool thing is I'm now thinking about putting Magnus back on the table. So uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but on the flip side as well, we just got the new Black Templars. And the Black Templars, if you did not know, um, they actually do have an ability where basically uh, they can put, I think it's a prayer on one unit. And that unit's immune to psychic powers. So a lot of uh, folks are talking about a 20-man Crusader squad shoving them up at the field, tossing this prayer on them, and now your Thousand Suns literally don't even get a psychic phase to do any damage. So it's all your bolters. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough. It's a, it's a tough uh, uh, thing. The cool thing is that kind of counters Grey Knights a little bit, but then Grey Knights just have the volume of fire, so they don't really rely nearly as much on the Psychic Phase as the Thousand Suns, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that matchup is a, a little... It's not skewed, like, because it's still Space Marines, so if you know how to beat Space Marines, that's that's it. But um, they also get a 5-up Feel No Pain prayer, <laughs> so th they can be like, oh, I'm immune to Psychic Powers, and I get a 5-up Feel No Pain, and I get a 5-up Revotable Save, and I do this, and I do this. And you're like, okay, cool guy um have fun uh but you know so for thousand suns um you know personally i i'm staying away from them um mainly because i have so many great knights players and, and until we see something adjusting great knights i just feel like it's it's a losing prospect in, in that case you know uh but again, it's all meta dependent. You know, if you don't got Black Templar players, um, you know, Sister stock went up with it with these facts and stuff. So Sisters were already pretty good, but now I feel like they're they're even better. Um, with the amount of melts and stuff, they've got psychic. Um, they can shut down psychic powers from Grey Knights and stuff. Um, you know, they got enough melts they can pick up a few Dread Knights, no problem a turn. You know, and then they have the Blessed Bolts, um, but. Sadly, in the Grey Knights, uh, anything that does mortal wounds is not super hyper-reliable, because you're like, oh, cool, um, you spiked your field of paid saves, and yay, I picked up one dude. Uh, 
so yeah, we'll 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 have to see. Uh, but yeah, for Thousand Suns, uh, me personally, I'm just kind of staying away from them. Um, at least until. At least until we see uh, how things are going to shake up, uh, hopefully with chapter approved in December. Uh, I'm hoping that we hear something about that very, very shortly. Um, now, Death Guard. Now, Death Guard, I am super hyped on. I think that Death Guard, um, their stock went up a lot because uh, Death Guard was already pretty okay into the meta. You know, um, they do actually play really well into to Grey Knights for the fact that their firepower really does nothing to Death Guard. Um, you know, all their bolters and stuff like that, they need fives to wound you, and then they're AP zero, so if you're just parked on cover, it's, like, cool. The biggest problem with the Grey Knights is that their their little piddly units shooting is not very good. It's the Dread Knights themselves that really carry that army as far as damage goes. Now, when it comes to the Dread Knights, the Dread Knights have a horrible time picking up stuff like Plague Burst Crawlers or uh, Plague Drones, so... Um, those go really, really well into that matchup. Where you, where that matchup really uh, comes down to is like spacing out so that um, they can't focus smite on something, or making sure that you don't get within nine so that, or even twelve sometimes, uh, so they can't do the super purifying flame thing on you. Um, which God, I hate purifying flames so much. Um, you know, but they also get that auto fifteen uh, secondary with the psychic thing. So. Um, for Death Guard, the biggest problem is that we want to take Psychers, but that really hampers us into that matchup with the Grey Knights. Because um, Death Guard, I feel like their biggest weakness is into actually Thousand Suns. I feel like Thousand Suns literally was made to dismantle the Death Guard Codex. Problem is, Thousand Suns is being held down by Grey Knights. So that being said, I feel like... And then Death Guard actually plays really well into Marines, plays really well into Drakari. Um... Admech a little less so because of the amount of mortal wounds they can throw out, you know. But um, if you don't have Admech and you got Drakari and stuff, Death Guard is great. And Death Guard is amazing into orcs. Orcs do not like Death Guard at all. Um, so that being said, uh, I feel like Death Guard stock has only gone up. Um, I myself am not playing the Volkite Contemptors and stuff. I'm actually looking at doing the Last Cannon Missile Launcher Contemptors. Um, shout out to Bam for giving me more Last Cannons for my Contemptors. Yay! Um, but, you know, uh, I feel like Death Guard is, is positioned really, really well. Now, if you ask me today what type of list uh, I would run, I don't know. Um, I'm really feeling like Terminus Est right now, but... Uh, I will say I've heard some rumblings that Terminus Est won't be as good here shortly. Points hikes, but, um, you know. Sorry, I had to take a drink. Um, but, you know, so Death Guard, I feel like, are really good. Um, I'd have to actually sit down to actually build a list, but Flesh Mower Drone's great. Plague Burst Crawlers, like two of them, minimum, I feel like are, are awesome. Um, Terminators are still great. Uh, Possessed. Possessed, you, you want to be looking at your Possessed. Um, they're great in the Marines. They're great in the Drakari. Um, they get a ton of attacks. They get to reroll wounds. They do all these things. They're really fast, um, so they actually play really well into buggies as well because uh, they can get to those middle objectives very quickly. Um, their only problem with Death Guard is that they're slow. So uh, because of the slowness, it, it just... We tend to get outpaced, and so if you can get outtraded and outpaced... It's a it's a losing match. So that's where I, um, I've had problems with like Admech, and then I've had a lot of problems with Grey Knights. Um, you know, because again, they play well into Grey Knights, but at the same time, Grey Knights play well into them. So it's it's kind of a fifty fifty. I don't know. It's 
it's hard hard to explain without like showing it on a table. But I I feel like Death Guard are positioned really well. And then uh, lastly, my loves demons demons they're my love they're my first love they will always be my my favorite army in 40k. Um, I feel like demons are positioned pretty well. Um, oddly enough, Grey Knights are not a hard counter to demons like they once were. Um, sure, they can go into the, the tide where they get to reroll once to hit and wound against demons, which is good, but uh, they're just better staying in the enhanced range and mortal wounds tide. Um, just saying, for all you Grey Knights players out there, uh, or or something to watch out for as a demons player, you know, that's that's the tide that I, I feel like it, Grey Knights just kind of just park in it. it. It is what it is, you know. Um... But that being said, uh, Bellacore is a great splash option into a lot of different lists. You know, I recently had success with uh, Bellacore, Mortarian, and a bunch of Demon Engines, and Epidemius had a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to Mark. Um, you know, I, I actually was going to lose that match, but then I forgot to actually use uh, Aura of Acquiescence to lower the number of attacks uh, all of his Dread Knights got around Bellacore. And I was like, do you mind if I do this? And he's like, yeah, sure. We re he re-rolled it out, because um, basically he had wounded, he'd done 19 wounds to Bellacor, he re-rolled it, did 15 wounds to Bellacor, um, because we couldn't figure out, like, oh, well, if you had one less attack, like, we'll just figure it out. So he basically hit and wounded the same number of times, uh, or hit and wounded one less time, and then rolled the damage, and did uh, one less damage than he needed to actually kill Bellacor, so, um, which actually ended up winning me the game, because uh, I interrupted with Bellacor, Bellacor killed the Dread Knight, so this is the the Dread Knight that ignores demons and vulnerable saves, so he should be your number one target every time. Um, after I killed him, uh, you know, Morty bit it, but then I killed the last Dread Knight, and basically he just had a few troop squads running around fighting off some Plague Burst Crawlers and some other stuff, so um, it was a really interesting game, but um, but that being said, Bellacor is a great splash option. You know, ignoring invulnerable saves is great into Grey Knights. Uh, it's really, really good into not really Admech, but it's great into Drakari because he can just kind of go in uh, between his sweep attacks because they're so fragile, or his big attacks. Um, he can usually pick up, you know, a target a turn. Um, Admech, he's a he's a bit less good. Uh, the biggest problem with Bellacor is mortal wounds. He does not like mortal wounds. And Admech just kind of mortal wounds him off the table. So, um, yeah. I, I think we're going to have to wait and see. Maybe he gets something to, to combat mortal wounds eventually. But, um, you know, he does not play well into Thousand Suns either. Like, you would think he'd play really well into them. Um, he's great at picking up Terminators. But the problem is, once he's out up out front or uh, in a position where... They can get a lot of stuff on him. Um, they just basically just blow him off the table with psychic wounds, and that that is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, and then they have the orrery as well. Um, it really comes down to like table and stuff like that. Um, but uh, so Belcor is pretty good. Now, as far as demons themselves, I'm actually really interested to kind of see if we see a big uptick in Beasts of Nurgle because Beasts of Nurgle are actually really, really, really good into a vast variety of the field, especially uh, Admech and stuff like that, because they have layers of saves that even if they pump out a bunch of wounds, you're going to only lose like two or three Beasts of Nurgle. I've actually seen, uh, I think I saw a list the other day that was a great unclean one, a bunch of Beasts of Nurgle, and like some Plague Burst Crawlers or something, which I thought that was a pretty cool list. Um, I don't know if you go uh, heavy into Epidemius. Um, maybe. I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, 
But beyond that, uh, Keepers of Secrets are obviously still good. Um, you know, I think the biggest problem with the Keepers is that now we are seeing, like, with Orcs, they have the Aura of Fight Last from um, um, that one dude with the armor or whatever. Um, you do have, like, stuff like the, the Foul Blight Spawn. You have uh, a lot of other things out there that can kind of shut down the, the shtick from Keepers. And then on top of it, they are very, very, very terrain-dependent because, um, as, like, Justin Curtis would say, the biggest way to defeat Keepers of Secrets is literally have two buildings and put something between them, because then the Keepers can't go through between the buildings, right? They have to charge whatever's in front of them. So um, so I feel like the people who are doing really well with Keepers of Secrets, well, either terrain is very good, their opponents just have never faced it, or just luck is on their side, and they just didn't face the things that are really good. Especially if we see a big uptick in Knights. Um, knights just can rickroll some Keepers very, very quickly, and just because uh, they can play back from the table edge, let the Keepers go first, maybe they get one charge with the Keeper, and then they pick up a bunch of your stuff, you know? Um, so the Keeper spam, I don't know, I feel like it's slowly... Working its way out the door. Now, uh, Lord of Change is amazing uh, in the current meta. Um, the 3 up invulnerable save and minus 1 damage. Orcs hate it. They hate it so much. But on the flip side, Admex still tables the chicken pretty quickly. But Grey Knights also don't like big super chicken at all. Because um, the 3 up invulnerable save, negative 1 damage, means their firepower literally does nothing to him. Um, but his biggest problem is he doesn't get to feel no pain in the psychic phase. So, uh, you know, you just got to make sure you position him in a way... That um, the Grey Knights just can't like smite, 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 smite. So usually I actually save his uh, his deny for those smites so that it can actually see the chicken. Um, usually it's only one or two of them. But I'll save it for uh, Empiric Amplification or one of those smites. to, to Or uh, Gateway. Definitely Gateway. So that way they don't get a Gateway off. So... Um, so there are, there's definitely some play with Super Chicken. Um, I, I feel like hopefully in Chapter Approved, his points go back down because the 20-point hike was unmerited. Um, really was. Like, I get it. He was 250 points. But you know what? A Dread Knight's 180 points. So... <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, I feel like Super Chicken is still great. And actually, Bloodthirsters are really, really good into the current meta. On top of it, Grey Knights... They do not like Super Chicken because a Super Chicken resurrecting uh, for 2 CP is amazing over and over and over again. Keep dealing with Super Chicken. Um, so, yeah, Super Chicken gets a thumbs up over here. Uh, Bloodthirsters are actually really, really good. They they crush buggies um, left and right. You know, if you can keep them out of line of sight, the, the line of sight buggies don't really do too much damage to them. And because um, I really like to do the plus two charge, uh, um, uh, I forget the name of the, the blessing, but... Um, you know, especially if you're playing the Grey Knights and you roll that Blessing. I actually had a game where I rolled that Blessing, and uh, I actually brought the Bloodthirster back when he died, not my Lord of Change. And when the Bloodthirster came in, he had a 7-inch charge uh, with a reroll because it was a monocorn detachment. And, uh, yeah, he killed a lot of stuff that game. I, I liked him. Um, so Bloodthirsters are actually really good. And the Great and Clean was actually really, really, really good in the current meta, you know. Um, because he has all the defenses that you need to get around stuff. The biggest problem is he's very um he's very vulnerable to mass damage, like melts and stuff like that. So if you got a lot of sisters and things, especially because he can't hide, um, you know, a, a retributor squad um shooting at him is not a good thing at all. Um, especially if they got two cherubs, because that's what uh, 8, 10, 11, 12, 13, or 14? Yeah, 12. 12 melted shots into him. Um, which is not good. It's not good at all. So, um, 
you want to get Miasma up on him as, as quickly as possible or play him kind of kind of far back, you know. But, um, yeah, overall, I feel like demons are, are pretty well positioned. I've actually heard some talk about people playing Plague Bearers finally, which is interesting. Uh, Bloodletters have never been bad. Bloodletters are still really, really good. Um, Demonettes are actually pretty good, you know. Um, uh, horrors, horrors, I'm not too sold on. You know, there, there was a time I would argue that uh, you do the... The AOR with the horrors. Um, I mean, I guess you could do it, and then you could summon in. Can you take the changeling? I'm not sure if you could take the changeling or if you just summon in the changeling to give him the six up feel no pain. Um, there might be some play with like a horror blob in the middle of the table, you know, because gray knights, um, gray knights could pick it up pretty quick because they do mass volumes of, of, of shots. They get like 90 shots between the five, um, the five. Dread Knights, but uh, at least in the Bellacore AOR, you'd get the negative one to be hit, and they can't reroll, so um, they're going to miss about half those shots, so that's still 45 hits. <laughs> and then they're going to wound a majority of that, and then you get a four. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyways, so, uh, yeah, maybe there's some play with horrors, but I'm, I'm not really seeing it right now, so... Um, yeah, but uh, I think the future is looking good. You know, again, um, when I come back in December, uh, I do want to do an episode where we talk about rumors and stuff that we've heard. And especially if we haven't seen Chapter Approved announced or anything like that, um, I would imagine it's going to be early next year at that point. But um, I, I feel like this is a start. It's a start. Um, and then combined with the other things that I've heard, things will be great. But as of right now, as far as things ha movement wise, um, I feel like we're we're kind of in the same boat, just slightly different. Um, you know, Black Templar shook up stuff. I I'm hoping, hoping Custodes and uh, uh, Gene Steeler cults mix up things even further. But um, we won't we won't know we won't know for at least uh, well hopefully hopefully we get pre orders this coming week and then uh, yeah they come out like. Thanksgiving week or whatever, but, um, but anyways, uh, that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening in. Um, again, we're going to be on a hiatus for two weeks and I'll come back in the beginning of December, but I do appreciate everybody, the fans out there, uh, uh, you know, liking the show, um, uh, please like subscribe, share, whether you're listening on YouTube or on a uh, podcast, you know, um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see, uh, you know, coming back in December, we will definitely be looking at lists because I want to see how the lists have changed as a as a uh, result of the fact, you know what I mean? This weekend I looked, I think there was like one or two uh, RTTs that we're using. I was like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> but I want to see a couple GTs, um, see, see what they're doing. And that being said as well, I will also be going to da -da, Buggy Eater GT. So shout out to the wife. She bought me a ticket uh, for our anniversary. That, that was my anniversary gift was a ticket to Buggy Eater GT. So if you're in Omaha, um, I will be coming up there as a member of the Flying Monkeys. And uh, yeah, maybe a few of my team members will be in tow as well. So um, look forward to it. I was stationed in uh, Omaha for four years. And uh, yeah, I have fond memories of there. I'm going to go uh, hit up the uh, the sushi bar uh, over by base. So uh, uh, can't remember the name of it. No. Oh man. Uh my wife killed me. But anyways, uh thank you guys for listening and uh yeah, I'll see you guys in December. Bye-bye.